Hello, everyone. It's checking out the competition, New Jersey Devils, part two. And I am joined by everyone's favorite checking out the competition guest, John Fisher from All About the Jersey. John, how are you? I'm doing well, but you know who's not doing well, Kelly? The New Jersey who's Devils. That? The New oh, Jersey Devils are not doing it. well. They're, just they're... hate I know. You hate to see it. It's like going 0-3-0 on a Western Canada trip. You hate to see it. Yeah, right, exactly. And then coming home and beating the New Jersey Devils for nothing. But I digress. John, let's let's actually start there. So, yeah, second meeting of the season for our mm-hmm. two teams. Since we last met, the Flyers were down and then up and are now down again. Um, the Devils, we're recording this early. Um on a Monday because I wanted to get all of my work for the week done because I'm exceptionally lazy. <laughs> but so as of right now, the devils have lost three of their last five, four of their last five since the home opener. One, two, yep, three, four, four of the last five. Three, yep. Four of the last five. Um, heading into a game with Tampa Bay on Wednesday and then the flyers on Friday. So to get things started, why don't you give me a brief idea, I guess it doesn't have to be that brief, of what's been going on with the New Jersey Devils since that game back in early October. Well, first and foremost, I do have to admit that I'm e- eating a lot of humble pie with a humble shake, dabbing my <laughs> mouth with a humble napkin, and then I would not have all the dishes to a humble sink, eaten. because I thought the Devils <laughs> would perform much better in Philadelphia, but instead... They put up a, def- a performance that could be best described as aberrant, appalling, atrocious, awful, disastrous, disturbing, dreadful, frightful, ghastly, harrowing, hideous, horrendous, horrifying, shocking, unfortunate, unpleasant, horrible, terrible, and just plain bad. Alphabetical order and everything. I was impressive. Thank you. I agree and with unfortunately. And unfortunately, the Devils have continued down that pathway in the games since then. They uh, went into Boston and scored zero goals and got blanked by Tuka Rask. Then they came to Newark for Columbus Day, put up a sizable lead on Florida on Kids Day, no less. So plenty of kids were in the arena and the kids got to see the Devils give up five unanswered goals to lose that game and get booed off the ice. The Devils finally won their first game of the season over our hated rivals, 5-2, to two, in a rare example of the Devils not blowing a lead. And it seemed like the Devils were turning a cor- corner two, two days later when they hosted Vancouver in front of 80 members of the Jack Hughes family. Jack Hughes scores his first goal, and the Devils hold on to that one goal to win one nothing. So it seemed like, great, two wins, positive. Wait, I'm going to pause you there for a second. Oh. I'm just pausing you. Oh, eight sorry. eight zero family members, eighty. It was some. It was like closer to seventy. I'm exaggerating slightly. Who has that many family members? Hey, that sounds exhausting. The, the huge anyway. family gets around, and they have lots of children. And you know, yes. it's 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 also Vancouver too. So it's like Jack oh, Hughes and Ken Hughes. The only Hughes True. member that was there was the other Jack, aka Luke Hughes. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go on. Okay. Anyway, so it seemed like things were on the up, and then. The Devils had six days off. And in theory, they had a good situation, Kelly. They were playing, they were going to play an Arizona team that was going to be on their third game in four nights and having played the night before, whereas the Devils had six days off to prepare, to practice. And you know what the Devils did? They blew another lead. 
and lost that game. And the empty netter made it a 5-3 final. So the Devils are back to being booed off the ice in their own rink. Nobody is happy in New Jersey. The team is staring at 2-5-2. And confidence is back to being as low as it was after the Florida game. That's how things have been in New Jersey. By the way, Connor Carrick broke his pinky. So he, not not that Connor Carrick was a crucial member of the roster, but it's just another thing to add to the pile of not good things happening at the Prudential Center. So all of this is curious to me because the New Jersey Devils won the offseason. Aren't you supposed to be good now? I thought so, too. It's impressive. You know, earlier Mm -hmm. today, earlier this Monday, Micah Blake McCurdy, um, I always assume he's a doctor, but I know he's a professor. He is a doctor. Okay, Dr. McCurdy. Okay, good. (laughs) Dr. McCurdy posted up uh, one of his many graphs, his uh, quadrant graphs, and pointed out that the Devils have no offense. And I found that to be rather curious since the New Jersey Devils have on their roster Taylor Hall, Kyle Palmieri, Nico Heischer, Will Butcher, to a lesser extent, Jesper Pratt, Damon Severson, Sammy Vatnin, and uh, Blake Coleman. And And they added, added Kelly. P.K. Subban, Nikita Gusev, Wayne Simmons, and the big deal Jack Hughes. And somehow, some way, the Devils have the dullest, worst offense in the league. Taylor Hall has one goal. One. He is shooting at one two. One And it's actually worse than that, Kelly. If you go to All About the Jersey today, or on Monday, or just go to All About the Jersey, as you should, because it's the best site for the New Jersey Devils on the internet, I have a whole post going into detail of Taylor Hall season so far. It may be only nine games in, but he has on ice rate stats, Kelly, that are worse than Kevin Rooney in some regards. He is worse than a fourth liner that shouldn't be in the lineup every night. And this is a guy who even on last season's team, which was also bad, and even though Taylor Hall only played 33 of those games because of a knee injury that didn't get reported until uh, someone at Sportsnet called it out because our beat reporters are fantastic at digging out the truth. Um... He was above break-even in Corsi and expected goals and shots on a bad Devils team. And yet, somehow, with more talent, more excitement, uh, a, a full off-season recovery, he is terrible in five-on-five play with only the one goal. It's maddening. It's astonishing. It's so bewildering. I almost don't want to look up more synonyms for this because I think I make the point pretty clear. It's astoundingly yeah. terrible. I don't know. This is why Devils fans are so mad at the coaching staff is because mm-hmm. you almost have to try to be this bad because on on paper, in theory, it doesn't work like that. It's as if your team added Travis Konechny season right now and somehow, some way, Travis Konechny decides to play worse than, I don't know, that guy named Bunneman. I, uh, I forget his name. Connor. Yeah, I just wanted to say Bunneman on the podcast. It's a fun name, yeah. It's a fun name. You know, he could be a better man, but he's a Bunna man. (laughs) Pearl Jam references aside, the fact of the matter is this. You almost have to try to be this bad. And unfortunately, the Devils made so much of an effort to try to be good that this uh, this approach is, well, it's not good for anybody unless you're an opponent of the New Jersey Devils, which, hey, don't worry if if you're down in the game against the Devils because... A comeback is always possible. So five on five is terrible. Five on how five. Are the, how are the special teams looking? 
Special teams, well, the Devils finally scored a power play goal. It took them seven hey. games to do it. Uh, they've actually had a run of power play goals in their last three games, long breaks between games notwithstanding. So the power play is starting to rec- to identify like what they want to do, which apparently is thread a cross-ice pass through three penalty killers, hope it gets to the wing, and have that winger fire it in. It works when you're Taylor Hall and the shooter is Jack Hughes, but it's also only happened twice so far. As far as the penalty kill, the Devils actually were perfect against Arizona. Uh, They allowed not only no goals on the power play, or the penalty kill rather, they also allowed no shots. And it's not like Arizona is completely bereft of offensive talent between the Clayton Keller, between Aiton, between um, Schmaltz, and okay, maybe they're not exactly as offensively talented as the Flyers, but it's it's still a success. So it seems like the special teams is starting to resolve itself in from its previously terrible form. However, the most common situation in hockey is five on five, and the Devils are, well, they're just trash at it right now. So you you mentioned Jack Hughes and that eagle. goal that he got. Yeah, which was another thing that happened since the last time our two teams met is that Jack Hughes finally scored an NHL hockey goal. Um <laughs> How do you feel about this kid? Do you think he's going to be every bit as good as people expect him to be? He is on the way of emerging. There's still a lot of things he needs to fix, uh, especially with his off-the-puck play, um, which isn't really shouldn't be much that much of a surprise. He's an 18-year-old of still adjusting to the NHL. He's had to learn the hard way that he doesn't get that extra half second or extra second that he had with the U.S. uh, National Developmental Team Program or in those college exhibition games or in those World Junior games or those other international games that he has. In the NHL, you don't get that extra second, and that makes all the difference in the world. Offensively, he started to figure that out more, and he's a lot more confident and a lot more, I would say, in control of the puck when he has it. He's definitely brave enough to wheel around the zone and not just look for a a crazy pass that nobody's expecting. He's a little smarter about keeping the play alive just by keeping his feet moving on. Uh, he, it's sad that the devils lost the game in Ar- to Arizona the way they did, because otherwise that game would be, would have been highlighted by the emergence of Jack Hughes as he had a three point night in that game. He set up Pavel Zaka for a beautiful breakaway goal with a beautiful cro- uh, pass up the zone to break him away and, to, and, torch anti Ranta with the resulting shot. He scored a beautiful power play goal, similar to the one they scored against Vancouver, but it was even faster and somehow it's even Ranta looked like he didn't know what exactly happened. He just made the move across to his left and and then he heard the siren and went, huh, how did that get past me? And it was just a fantastic shot. And he's, even though the first goal that the Devils got in that game was off a, off the skate of Alex Galagoski, penguin legend, um, <laughs> you know, he set up the pass intentionally to Sammy Vatnin down low, and it was a very good pass across multiple players in, in traffic across the uh, low part of the slot. One of those passes where he threaded the needle and he made it look easy. So he's starting to emerge. Unfortunately, the Devils blew that game, so nobody's talking about that except for me right now. But the fact of the matter is, it's coming, and it's going to be glorious, Kelly. It's going to be glorious. I'm sh- I'm sure it'll be something else. It, it, Let's it's talk gonna, a little. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be a little more impressive than Carter Hart's recent games. <sighs> All right. <laughs> I I will take you back to that last Devils game 
And yes. I'm sure that you remember that oh, yeah. nice was... little save. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you, you remember. Yeah, you remember. I, I, I remember. I also had. Yeah. I also described the game with like 20 different adjectives. <laughs> it was bad. Yes. For you. Um, let's talk a little bit about your other extremely lucky draft lottery pick, Nico Hishier, who recently missed, uh, I think, two or three games with a rib two, injury. Two games. two games with a rib injury. Um, is there any worry on the part of the fan base and people like you who cover the team? Um, because a rib injury seems like one of those naggy things that could pop back up. Um, do you have any worry that this is going to be an ongoing issue for him or you think he's fine? I don't think it's going to be a long-standing concern. He definitely did not look 100% against Arizona. He did come back in that game. He did have full practices beforehand, so it's not like he was rushed back to injury. And it's not like at 2-4-2 two, and two, the Devils needed Nico Heischer to come back super early. I think it was just a case of he just needed to get back into form. I'm not super concerned about that just because it's only the one game he's had since coming back. If it turns out that he's bad for the next, say, five to seven games, and he's definitely showing signs of tentativeness. Because the thing about Nico Heischer's game, Kelly, is that he is a very brave player. He will go down low. He will go in the corners. He will go to the net. It doesn't matter if he's giving up 50, 50 pounds to uh, a defenseman or if he's giving up th three or four inches to a opposing player. He will get in the mix and battle for pucks, jam plays, scrums, all that other fun stuff. So if all of a sudden he stops doing stuff like that, then I would start being concerned about his health and the ribs and, and things like that. But based on the one game so far, it's too early to tell. So how's our pal Wayne? I see he's got one point in nine games. Doesn't seem great, but perhaps no. he's contributing in other ways. How does he look? Does he seem happy? How's he doing? Well, I've noticed that the Flyers fans did not listen to Wayne Simmons. You know, Wayne Simmons said, I want to be booed. And did they boo him? Not really. They there decided were a few. They decided to few. boo P.K. Subban instead, which I couldn't tell you why. I actually had to ask because I totally forgot. And it turns out that no one on earth can hold a grudge like a Flyers fan. And this goes back to, from what I'm told by several people, several people on Twitter, is that it goes back to P.K. Subban fighting Mike Richards at some point. And for this, we hate him. It's very sure. odd to I, me. I, 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 I believe yeah I, yeah, I didn't know why we were booing P.K. Subban. Um, but because yeah. they were lustily booing I, him. It, it yeah, wasn't like I, a soft boo. It was like... No, it was, it was there. It was I like know, a, a it pretty came, happy it, boo. It came in clearly on the broadcast, and the broadcasters uh, appropriately... Did not talk about it. Anyways. Yeah. But how, how's Wayne? So, Wayne Simmons currently leads the Devils in individual expected goals with 3.2. And, of course, he has zero. He is He's actually one of the few Devils right now who are sitting at above 50% in Corsi 4 percentage and expected goals 4 percentage. In general, he's actually one of the team's better, if not their best player, in five-on-five. Five. That His line with Travis Ajak and Blake Coleman may not be exciting on paper, but they're getting the job done, so to speak, if only because they're not getting killed. So it's, it, it's a classic case of Wayne is doing a lot of good things, but the man is just snake bit. It looked like he had a goal for sure right on the doorstep on the crease, of course on the power play, of course on a rebound, and Antti Ranta just threw out his left pad and made a toe save 
at the last second. It would have tied up the game. It would have made Wayne Simmons a hero of the night or a potential hero of the night, but he just could not buy a goal because he just got robbed again. So again, the expected goals model is matching up what I'm seeing on the ice is that this is a guy who's doing a lot of good things out there. Yeah. He's not super fast. Yeah. You know, there are a couple times where he, you know, he just doesn't, make the right play or handle the puck supremely well because, you know, that's part of where and how he plays. You know, that's the problem with being a uh, in-close goal scorer is that sometimes the puck just ends up in your skates. It's not on your stick. And there are other defensemen and there's a goalie. So, of course, it could get covered. It could get knocked away. You know, that sort of thing. But he's doing a lot of good things out there. And I think it's just a matter of when and not if the goals are going to come. It would be great if it would happen on Wednesday, on Friday, any other day of the week that ends with why, but you know, it just hasn't happened yet, but it, it's not like he's a, he, he's not like Nikita Gusev out there where despite Nikita Gusev having three goals, he doesn't have the understanding of how to play defense. <laughs> Simmons at least is holding his own in the run of play. I'm glad that you brought up defense. Um, Cause I want to talk a little bit about that and the goaltending. Um, just looking at the numbers on paper, the goaltending appears to be not great for you guys right now. No. Is this, yeah, is this your goaltenders being bad or is this a product of a very leaky defense in front of them? Or both? Well, as much as many fans have pointed out, and again, it, it goes back to if you're just looking at the stats, if you're just looking at the raw numbers because, you know, you're not watching every Devil's game like you should be, you know, it's easy yeah, to conclude that... The- possibly. It's easy to conclude that the Devils goaltenders are not doing their job. However, from what I'm watching from a lot of these plays, there's definitely a lot of breakdowns where the goalies are just not getting a lot of help. Yeah, they've definitely given up a couple bad goals, and there's definitely a couple moments where it's like, you kind of really needed to make the save, or it would be nice if you made a big save. But there have been enough games this season, like, for example, the Philadelphia game, the last Philadelphia game. It's not like, you know, it's not like Corey Schneider was, you know, a complete pariah in that game. Of course, now no, hoping... I don't think so. No, exactly. And they still hung four on them. It's not like that's just sort of how things have been. It's like everything had, five on five have been so bad. And then when you have big mistakes, like turnovers off breakout passes, turnovers in the defensive zone, guys just getting lost in coverage. So, you know, there are two, it's five on five and two guys are wide open. Uh, you know, little things like that. Yeah. It, it's rough on the goaltending. I'm sure you've seen that with Mr. Hart where, you know, he's given up a lot of goals in his last four starts, but you're not going to sit there and go, well, you know, Carter Hart's the reason why, you know, he's given up all of them there. You can probably break it down and say, all right, got to be here, or, you know, made this mistake or so-and-so made this mistake. You know, it's not like Brian Elliott would have stopped at all of those shots. Right. Right. Fair. Okay. Let's turn our attention to the actual game that is yes. going to be played on Friday. Mm-hmm. Not much has changed over the course of two weeks for either of our teams, <laughs> shockingly enough, in October. Um, tell me why you think, if you do think this, the fine Flyers fans listening to this should expect a different outcome from the one that we saw in the home opener. Well, I don't trust the Flyers goaltending to put, pitch another shutout. <laughs> oh, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not score-wise, but, you know, okay, winning. Fine. Yeah. All right. Well, this game is a road game, and Philadelphia has not been good on the road this season, outside of their one game in Prague. In North America, they're 1-3-1 and one on the road. And 
while Travis Konechny has been very good, and of course Jacob Voracek is always a threat, Claude Giroux is always a, a, a threat, you know, this is where the matchup game kind of runs into some issues unless some other guys have some great nights. Uh, Sean Couturier basically ate Taylor Hall's lunch uh, in the last matchup. I don't think you're going to see that matchup again. Granted that Taylor Hall has had a really rough start to the season, um, but maybe this is the night where he starts really turning it around. I hope it's Wednesday, actually, against Tampa Bay, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Nevertheless, um, I would like to think that the Devils understand that it's the last home game that they will play until November 13th. I understand that, um, you know, they, there's a definitely a sense of revenge. So I would hope that the Devils will turn it around and put up a much better performance. However, I'm hesitant, partially because of all the humble foodstuffs and dining <laughs> uh, equipment that I just referenced earlier in this podcast, that uh, I'm hesitant to say that it will be a very different results. Also because the Devils have been very good at blowing leads at home. So even if the Devils go up 2 nothing, 3 nothing, you know, the Flyers should not necessarily get down on themselves if they've been paying attention to what Arizona, Florida, Winnipeg, and uh, others have done. Mm -hmm. They should realize that, you know, if you start chipping away at the Devils and just do your jobs effectively, you know, you may end up being fine. That being said, the Devils did get up for their game against our hated rivals, and that's a rivalry game at home that they did win their first game in. So I'm hoping that the second-rate rival game might get their spirits in the right state of mind. Also, with the additional motivation of they have to go on the road for the next five days, and winning in Carolina is just going to be super tough, so they better throw it all in against Philadelphia. Whether or not they'll okay. win... I wish I could. I wish I could be my usual super confident self, but I can't. The devil's. Well, you know I'm gonna. You know I'm gonna make. Give me a score. So, give me a score. All right. Final you want, score. You want a score? I'm ready. All right. Despite all that I just said, I am at my core, a man with a soul and a heart. So I cannot mm -hmm. pick against my favorite team, against Philadelphia. I will concede, however, it's going to be. Something the Devils have not seen this season, though they came close to doing it twice. They are going to win in a shootout. Mm -hmm. And they're going to win four to three through the shootout. Ooh, that's a lot of goals. Yeah, this is if you're if you're going into this game expecting a tight, low scoring game, you're not gonna get it. Mm -hmm. Carter Hart's not gonna make it happen. The devil's going It might not be Carter Hart. Do you remains think, to be seen? Do you want Carter Hart against Toronto the next night? I'm not sure what they're doing with the goaltenders right now. Okay. To be honest with you, I'm not sure how they're going to be splitting things up. It, it's a back-to-back -back for Philly. So, it is. So if I if I if I were if I were the Flyers, if I was um, the head coach whose name escapes me at the moment, uh, Vigneault. Oh, Vigneault. Yes, Vigneault. Yeah. He used to be in New York for for a long, long time and cribbed off John Tortorella's notes for years. Anyway, yeah, if I was Elaine Vigneault and I look at this Toronto team, that's sort of all over the place with whether or not they're good or bad. I would almost prefer to have Elliot go up against the stronger team in Toronto and give Mr. Hart the devil's team that is currently dead last in the league and goal scored. Mm -hmm. And as we know, Hart hasn't exactly been a wall. Not recently. No, no. So there will be goals in this game, but I For think, sure. I think it will be tied up. I think it will go all the way past 65 minutes, which I'm sure Carolina and Toronto fans would appreciate. Mm -hmm. And I think the Devils will somehow bust out the win. Okay. It's a fair 
prediction to make. Can't make any real arguments against it, except to say that I believe that no matter which goaltender you face against the Flyers on Friday, the score will be a comfortable 4-1 to Flyers. Okay. Ta-da. 4-1. to Just because I'm going to, and I'll talk it out a little bit, just because sometimes I like to. Um, your team can't score. And despite my team having a bit of a problem on the back end, we can score. It's the one thing that's still going okay for us right now. So, um, yeah, I think they're going to put up four again, but they will let in one, and that's what we're going to be looking at. Feeling good about it. Okay. So does this game help take Philadelphia into the wild card position? I... Oh, I haven't even... Let me see how far out we are here. Three points. I think three points out. So yeah, I guess it's going to depend. That, uh, that important game against Toronto on Saturday. <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah. So we've got Toronto on Saturday, um, but we have... Uh, what's his face? Tomorrow. The... Um, Get the Penguins! The Penguins. The other wildcard yeah. team. The Battle of Pennsylvania. Yeah, so I mean... I, I mean, I look at the standings in October, but if we're being honest with ourselves, it doesn't really matter what the actual standings are at this point. Just getting points at this point is what matters. Perhaps the Flyers will win the next three games and find themselves in a wild card spot. Perhaps they will not. Either way, I'm not particularly worried about standings at this juncture, but okay. it would be cool to see them, you know, above that big gray line for once. I wouldn't hate it. So we'll see. But yeah. I'm continuing I'm continuing the positivity party and I'm going to just I'm going to say it's going to be a win. Okay. Against all odds. As ever, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> of course. That's your job. Yes. All right, John, well thank you very much again for doing this. This was great as thank always. You. Thank you for having me. And again, John Fisher is from All About the Jersey the New Jersey Devils blog on the SB Nation Network. Do you guys have a podcast yet? Of course we do. It's called Garden State of Hockey. Dan Roselle and I uh, talk about the Devils. It's usually up on Wednesdays on the site. And, of course, it's all on various different platforms. So if you're ever unsure about that, go to the website, All About the Jersey. Usually Wednesday early afternoon, you'll see Garden State of Hockey. We have a number of different posts. Of course, you don't even need to go on Wednesday. Just go to any of the All About the Jersey posts right now. In fact, I'm doing so right now. And there's a nice big playlist with our sweet sweet logo on it listing all the different episodes that we have done so far so we've done 12 and it's through megaphone like all the other podcasts on sb nation so go check it out listen to dan and i complain about the new jersey devils because it has been mostly bad except for the last episode when that was recorded after two wins so we were much happier but i assure you the next episode will not be happy because the devils had one game six days to prepare for it and they blew it well garden state of hockey is a an excellent name. So at least you've Thank got you. that going for you. We do well. With All right, names. John. <laughs> yeah. Thank you again very much. We've got the New Jersey Devils Friday evening, 7 p.m. in New Jersey. Let's go Flyers. Go Devils. <laughs>